Are you want me to start the commercials again? Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, I thought you want me to start questioning Greg. Hi. Right. One, two, three, go. Good afternoon, folks. This is Ron Stone on Randy Burks, and we'll be joined shortly by Greg Armstrong uh, in Blunt County, the voice of the Locust uh, Fork Hornets. And we're brought to you by Talisa Shackles, your hometown alpha agent in Holly Pond, Walker Brothers in Baileyton for all your building supply needs, affordable tire and automotive and wealthy, Traditions Bank, Traditions Mortgage Company, Holly Pond Animal Clinic, Citizens Bank and Trust, Hopper's Family Pharmacy and Market in Fairview, Mullins Body Shop on Highway 31 South in Coleman, Merchants Bank, Randall Shed, Alabama House District 11, Holly Pond Supermarket, The Rough House, Farmers Poultry and Supply on Highway 157 in Coleman, Moss Service and Funeral Home in Coleman, Holly Pond Tire and Lube, Stewart's Auto Parts in Holly Pond and Coleman, Hall's RV in Albertville, Heritage Dental, that's Dr. Brad McKinney in Oneana, Alabama Web Presses on Eva Road, Dan Stevens with Alabama Health Guidance, Sullivan Photography and Travel, The Spirit Shop, and The Awards Palace. And thank you for tuning in tonight, and Randy, you can start us off. We're joined tonight by Greg Armstrong. He he is the uh, Blount County Revenue Commissioner and also a big-time uh, Locust Fork Hornet and uh, Locust Fork High School supporter. He's uh, been very much involved in helping with the facility upgrades, and that's one of the things that we'll be discussing tonight. Is uh, Greg, I've, as I drive past there each afternoon coming home from work, I've seen the, uh, the uh, work being done. There was a couple of, I believe an older building tore down, some, a lot of grade work and clearing. Uh, is that where the uh, new gym will be going? And uh, how far are we away from uh, the process of uh, starting the foundation? Well, first of all, let me just say uh, how much I appreciate y'all allowing me to be on. And I certainly consider both of y'all good friends. And uh, we both love high school sports and we love kids and that's why we do what we do and and it's a privilege for me to be on but telling you a little bit about the locust fork uh gymnasium project um i want to give you a little background the school board had come together and and with some monies that we had had on additional taxes and different things had come up with a plan to build two gyms in blunt Kent. it's going to build one at appalachian and there'll be one at Locust Fork. Those are the only two gyms that haven't had a complete uh, redo or a new gym, and it's the only two, it's the smallest two gyms in the county. And so we were all excited about that. The process began. We had an old ag building and home ec building that was built in, with WPA money that was still standing, but they weren't in real good shape, so they went ahead and eliminated them and got, wanted to build the pad up, get everything ready to go. So when the bids come in, they'd be ahead of the game a little bit. And so they did all that, had plans drawn, done everything, sent the thing out for bids. And, you know, I think y'all both are aware, I served on the school board for 20 years. So I want to give you some 
figures, it's going to blow your mind. In 2003, we built Hayden High School. When I was on the school board, I made the motion to build. We built the whole camp. New gym, new huge lunchroom, new huge library, all the things you would need for a high school. $20 million. The most that Blunt County had ever spent on a gymnasium was the J.B. Finnison gym, and it included a cafeteria in the bottom plus a big bonus room no other gym had had, and it was $7.8 million. So I felt pretty comfortable that $9 million would be enough to build this gym. Well, the bids came in, and the bid came in right at one bid was fifteen point. Seven eight million dollars, and one was sixteen point one million dollars. So, needless to say, there is no way that we could afford to build those gyms because it was absolutely double the cost of the other in two years. And so, what they have done, uh, they have put this on hold. They were going to do uh, a part of that bid which included the gym, would be redoing the front office area and putting a new front on Low Sports School. And they were going to do some of that same stuff at Appalachian. So what they've done is they have decided for the, in the next three or four years to do that, redo all the front of the school and have that part finished. And hopefully by then the cost will come down to the point that they can afford to go on and build the gym at Lokesport and build the gym at Appalachian. So they're going to, what they've done, Lokesport hosts the county tournament. You know, we hosted at our school site. And Lokesport had been putting it off for three years. <laughs> well, you know, I've got a senior this year. Charlie's a senior. And uh, this group of kids would not have been able to have got to host the county tournament game all the time of their career. So we're having a county tournament. They went down to the old gym and just you kind of spruced it up a little bit. Not a lot of renovations, but some. And uh, it looked, it'll look as good as it's ever looked. But it'd be small. But it'd be sure enough home court advantage for local folk, I would imagine, like it is for anybody who hosts it. But unfortunately, that's where we are on the gymnasium right now. And that's not the news that we wanted. I'm sure that's not the news you might have been expecting to hear. Well, I was certainly, with the way the work was going on, I thought, yeah, I kept watching, and I thought, well, then maybe there's a delay because of the weather. And but but you know, I but I'm like you. I, that's that's stunning how much it's gone up in just a couple of years. I mean, when you can't, uh, uh, you think about that. Twenty million dollars to build an entire school campus in 2003. And you're talking about $16 million. You're talking about within $4 million in just to build a gym. I mean, that's outrageous. But that's this COVID, uh, and that's a crisis that everybody's dealing with. You know, University of Alabama probably would have already started on the new uh, arena down there had the cost of, of everything not went up. It's really hurt everything. Uh, from new buildings. Now, a lot of things are finishing up now that was already bid and uh, all, but there's not been many new things happening right now in Blunt County uh, besides this, this project that will probably start. It won't be near that much. You're, you're going to be paying a whole lot more for what 
for these new offices than you would have ever paid for them. But that'll be the first process, and they need to get that done, and they can afford to do that part of it. So that'll be out of the way, so the gym will be a little cheaper next time anyway. But it's just kind of a it's disappointing for everybody, but I think everybody understands you got to be frugal with the money, and you got to be frugal uh, and do things, and hopefully by waiting it'll be worth the wait. Well, now, is that going to slow up uh, the renovation on the baseball field at Locust Fork also, or is it potentially well, that to go ahead? that's kind of a low-end kind of a deal. I think they'll be doing some things to the, the baseball backstop and some different things like that, you know, making it a little bit nicer. Okay. But uh, so really, Locust Fork, if you look at our campus, our, we spent a lot of money in our weight room. It is as nice as anybody. Uh, it's it's nicer than most big-time schools. I, maybe when you guys are over, I can take you through it. The stadium is nice. You've been to the stadium and all. It's real nice. So every, every facility at Locust Fork is has really been upgraded, especially the softball and all different things. But it's just uh, the gym is just going to have to wait a little while. I can vouch. I can vouch for softball. The um, the softball facility is really nice. The only thing uh, you pointed out to me when you invited me up to look around, <clears throat> there is some blind spots in the press box. Yeah, and we're fixing those. We got the what we've done. We we got with a window company that's gonna fix that. And other than that, man, that thing will be like new money. So we're gonna that'll be corrected. So uh, I think that was kind of an engineering flaw when the folks uh, they thought it would be turned a little bit slider, a little bit better. But it was just a window issue. They're gonna be able to correct that. So we're excited about that. So if that's ho- a nice facility there. So if Holly Pond joins Blunt County, does that mean that we can get in on some of this renovations and all? <laughs> well, I don't know about that. You have to talk to. Okay. Well, you know, it's, it was just it was just an offer. <laughs> Go ahead, well, Ron. He's a revenue department. He got and that's a Good Well, now you got to understand that. What I do is I collect, and then I have to, all I do is collect it, and I have to give it to the proper entity, and that's up to them to spend. <laughs> uh, while, while we're talking on money uh you're talking about the revenue money y'all called it is it moving blunt county forward when you put on the one cent sales tax yeah what happened was blunt county and you know what i do we don't have near the industry and infrastructure that coleman has we don't have an interstate except for over on 65, and it's just a little strip there at Hayden. And we don't really have a lot of, it's kind of a lot more of a home, a bedroom type community, you know. And uh, so when we went to do the one cent sales tax, and I'll tell you to you what was, what was funny to me, I was a part of that. You, know, you can't get a tax pass nowhere. When we went out, we went to every school. And we presented that to those schools and tried to show them what, how much it would improve. And then we showed them what other areas around us was um, paying. And, you know, people didn't mind going to Trustful or to Fultondale or to Gardendale to pay 10 cents on the dollar. You know, they just drove down there and paid it, didn't think nothing about it. And we, we tried to sell the fact that we need to do that 10 cents to help us. 
And when other people come through, it helps us. So it's more of a fair tax, in my opinion, because I'm not, I know I'm a revenue commissioner, but I'm not big on a lot of high taxes, and we're, our taxes are lower than most. But what I do want is it's a fair tax where everybody pays. If you come into Blunt County, you pay it. If you're rich, if you're poor, whatever, you pay the same amount. And uh, if, you're, if you're a landowner or you're not a landowner, then you pay it, you know? So it, it, it works that way. And, you know, we passed that thing by over 60-something, almost 65% of the vote. Well, how's your revenue, Greg, how's your revenue coming in from when you passed that to now? Uh, how much has it increased over the years uh, based on your sales volume? Uh, you know, the gas tax, uh, I tried to get a two two cents a gallon passed here in 2016. Well, when the legislature went down and passed that 12 cents a gallon, you know, that's stepped up over the few years, mm-hmm. uh, Coleman County, they wound up getting $1.2 million uh, out of that revenue that's coming in all that. But the, it cut out $500,000 in grant money that we could get from the state when they redone it. So we, we had a plus 700000 But what it did when they ruled out that uh, 500000 it used to be when they built a road and they used state funds, then you had to keep it up for 20 years. And if you didn't do it the way the state uh, told you to do it, you had to turn the money back in or pay it. You know, we were trapped in that situation where you got to do this road because and that relieved us as much as this it relieved us from being under the burden from uh, the state because even though we was getting 700,000 the uh, releasing us from all of the uh, regulations that the state had done us as much good as the 500,000 did, Greg. I don't know. Right. So what, what happened with ours, it's increased. You know, that that one cent sales tax was, uh, it was a division of mm-hmm. the division that went uh, to roads. A portion of it went to roads. A portion of it went to schools. And then a portion of it went to fire departments. And a portion of it went to, the first $50,000 went to fire departments, I think it was. And then uh, the volunteer fire department, and then yeah. uh, then then uh, and then the education, the roads, and then every town got a little portion of it. So what's happened is this: it was able; they were able to since it we put it in, they were able to pave every farm to ro- market road, and I think you're familiar with that type of road. Right. Uh, they were able to repave those. I. And they've already used that money, and they paid for it. So that's debt-free people. They've been able to renovate or put a new football stadium at local sports. They've been able to put a new, basically a new football stadium at Hayden, basically. That big old field house and the track and all that kind of stuff. They've been able to absolutely uh, pave every parking lot in Blunt County schools. They've been able to uh, build... uh, on its southeastern new band hall and all that kind of stuff. They've been able to do uh, upgrades out at Appalachian, at J.B. Penton New Gym. Now, all this money wasn't just from the ones that sell, but it's enabled them to do all this and tons of stuff that they've been able to do with this money because of the technology, too. 
with STEM labs. They've got STEM labs in every camp on every campus now. So it's been it's enabled little towns to pave their roads. It's enabled the county commission to use it to pave railroads. It's improved stuff at Oneonta City School System, Black County School. So it's just been a wonderful thing. We've been able to get a little bit of the extras that we never were able to get. And uh, I really feel like we'll have a gym here. I think they'll start on it and probably sooner than later. But but you got to be frugal. And $16 million right now is a little bit. Of course, I will say this. Let me tell you one other thing. It's one other thing. People are moving to Blunt County at a record rate, okay? But they're paying outrageous amounts for homes. I'll give you this illustration. An average home of $150,000 the last two years has sold between $250,000 to $350,000. Okay, let me give you an illustration. As a guy put his house on this market, he, we had it appraised in our office for about $145,000, $50,000, okay? He put it on the market for $167,000. They got in a bid war, and he got $323,000. <laughs> and it wasn't nothing special. It wasn't any kind of special house or nothing. We, are, we have a, a lot of people, you're going to be shocked by this, that have moved to Blunt County from California and New York. And you know why? Because they don't like the liberal uh, politics there, the high taxes, and they're coming here. I had a guy come in my office, and this is what he said. He said, I just want to come in here and say, is there something wrong with this tax bill? And I said, sir, do you live in a $250,000 house? Yeah. On five acres? Yes. I think his bill was $700-something. And I said, yes, your bill $700-something. He said, is this a month? And I said, no, that's a year. I said, he said, oh, when I lived in New York, my, my I didn't have a house this big, and mine was about $700 a month. I said, brother, you living in the land of milk and honey now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but what I'm telling you is that because of the way the Alabama, it's a ratio that goes with the sales, the, the Avalorum taxes have went up in Blunt County. They've probably been up in Coleman, too, because I'm sure you're uh, – valuations are up because I've talked to Barry Willingham. So tax dollars are up a little bit, but so is inflation and it all kind of bottoms out. You know what I'm talking about? Right. Well, yeah, that's I, a long answer for a, a gym, but maybe we both learned a little bit. <laughs> well, you mentioned the cost of the gym. Uh, I was on the school board and in 2003, well, Cold Springs, which is getting a new gym now, but their gym was built kind of in the center of the school, and in the classrooms was air-conditioned, which air-conditioned the hall, and the gym was there, and we had a mole outbreak, and it cost like a million and a half just to go in there and uh, fix the walls. We had to air-condition the gym in the long run because so that it wouldn't happen again, but that was because of mold and mildew, and that's one of those things that, you know, you can't uh, not do it. Well, and it's, I'll say this too. One thing that they're doing better now, Mm -hmm. the engineering, architecture and all that is a lot better in a lot of ways. There was a lot of corners cut, I think. I was on school board. My first time I was elected was 1992. And I can see a big difference in the quality of 
and the standards of building. Although I don't like all the the cost they add on to that architectural fee and engineering and all that stuff right. because that raises you everything up. But from a once it's finished, we have had tremendous success on having great buildings. Right. You know, one thing that I we went through here in this county, they've been putting air conditioning in the gyms. Um, I mean, if you've ever been in the gym at Holly Pond before they put AC in, I can tell you, in May and April, it is hot. In August and September, it's extremely hot. Those fans doesn't keep it much below 100 if it gets below. But one thing they did was the engineering or the whatever they had to do um, for the the fee was I want to say it was like forty thousand dollars or something in those that vicinity to configure the air conditioning for the gym. So what they did was to only have that charge one time. They looked at some of the gyms that were built identical. And so that way it would cut out having to have all those fees. And one thing with with y'all building every gym identical in Blount County currently, that's something that will help y'all in the long run because that will help with some of the fees. Yeah, well, you know that we have air conditioned every gym and every elementary gym, and a lot of that has been off that one set sales tax. Now I'm gonna now I'm I'm gonna make a request that you be at Locust Fork, and I'll have to send you a schedule when Holly Pond comes to Locust Fork in August to open up the volleyball season. <laughs> well, I'll do my best to be there. I I uh, I like to go in and watch some of the volleyball. I, I have uh, I broadcast the county tournament, uh, and when they go to the playoffs, you know I do I do Locust Fork's broadcast. But I do the whole county. When it comes to the county tournament and state playoffs, I generally do all of them in softball and baseball and all that. And even on Yana game some too. But I enjoy doing that. So I look forward to it. I think uh, he, he's, he's priming me up because he thinks that uh, Holly Pond is going to be good in volleyball and he's got a daughter playing on that. Don't you think, Ron? I, that's it. Hey, she is good, but the uh, locust fork seems to raise all those uh tall fast women down there i don't know what they feed them but uh but the problem is they don't play volleyball they play basketball <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I will i will say this we we do have a good team uh well, i think you have a pretty good team too you're gonna be probably good in basketball too they'll be uh, scrappy they're go- i'm excited about this year you know it's this year for me you know i had a daughter that played on state championship and a daughter that played down and almost won the state championship in, in softball. And they went to the Final Four in both back-to-back years. So her career was fantastic, what she was able to accomplish, and she won the county championship every year she played and never lost a rec league game. So she had a great success, you know. Right. Uh, Charlie, he is a part of another good group of athletes, good parents, and uh, they have had a lot of success. Uh they haven't quite reached the level of Hannah and them, but this is a year that I really believe, from an athletic standpoint, Locust Fork has a chance to be as good as they've been in football in a long time, and they've got a chance to be as good as they've been in boys' basketball in a long time. 
And so, I, you know, it's, it's, it's an exciting time for me as a parent, as a senior. But it's a sad time because you realize since 1988, Greg Armstrong has been the Booster Club president, Locust Fork, all but about five or six years. Well, I told him, I said, I love you, but th- I'm, uh, this will be my last year to be Booster Club president. Unless by chance I have a grandchild one day and they can help me out when I'm about 100. But, uh, but, but it's a bittersweet deal for me. I've been heavily involved. I coached at Locust. I don't know if y'all know this, but I coached baseball and softball and was able to have a lot of success there uh, for years ago and served on school board for 20 years. And so Locust is a special place where I graduated from, where my wife graduated from. And I told my, I don't know if my son's got a team enough to win a state championship. But I told my son, I said, you got a chance to do something that Locust Fork's never done, just like your sister. I said, you got a chance. Locust Fork has never had an undefeated season in football. And I believe, looking at their schedule, they'll have a chance in every game they play. And I'm not saying they're going to win it, but they'll have a chance in every game that they play. And you got to have, you can't have people get hurt. you got to have breaks and all that. But it's one of the few seasons I can remember looking at that they got a chance. And now, does that mean that uh, Kevin Bishop will go back and listen to this? Uh, I know. I'll after we that. get done. Now, are, <laughs> and you I will s- tell you this. I think Pennington will be one of the toughest things on their schedule. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say, Kevin will probably guarantee a win that night. But hey, from well, what but from what hey, you're well. saying, I don't know <laughs> well, about that. Less. I'm not going to guarantee a win, but I'm going to tell you, Lowe's Sports going to have a chance in that game. <laughs> Well, you know, Billy Bond's uh, son-in-law, Coach Miles, is the football coach now. And, and he's doing Kevin's, a tremendous job. He is. And Kevin's saying, I hope he can break that uh, Madison Academy curse on us. Madison Academy seems to beat him every year. And uh, that that's the one he's wanting to get, you know, get the curse. Well, on. Madison Academy's pretty good, too, now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, they're pretty good. But I'll say this, and one of the reasons I think Locust Fork has got a chance to be pretty good this year, mm-hmm. uh, it's one of the biggest teams, maybe the largest team we've ever had. We've never had what I'd call big numbers. Even when we had good teams, mm-hmm. we'd have 35, 40 players. We've got between 45 and 50 now on this team. we got everybody back but about a two, three that even played last mm-hmm. year, and we went you know, we went to the playoffs, and, and really we were a fumble in the end zone. We lost the two points to Southeastern. We were a fumble in the end zone away from winning the region last year and hosting instead of having to travel the first year game. And they had a chance to win the playoff game against Tuscaloosa Academy, and a lot of people didn't think we would. We led all the way to the fourth quarter. But I, they got a good quarterback. I, I tell you what, Logan Sports got athletic kids. They're skilled people. Are the, as good as we've had in a long time. Now the line was young last year. If that line could improve, they'll have a chance to have a pretty good team this time. I think a lot of people in the region just by you know I talk to everybody, they feel that way. But I also am smart enough to understand this: potential is nothing if you don't do anything with it. They've got a chance. They got a lot of good ingredients. They got a coach that has worked hard. And what I want to tell you one thing about a local sports coach. He's a graduate of local sports. And I don't think a lot of people thought at the time when he got the job, what kind of job he'd do. 
But my son played for him for three years. He loves him. And I'll tell you this, I have been Locust Fork and involved as much as anybody, and there has never been a coach to coach at Locust Fork that has worked any harder than this coach. When you walk in our weight room, you can eat off the floor. When you go in that locker room, it's clean as a pen. When you go to our football field, it's it's just as clean as a whistle. He's done a tremendous job, and that and that means a lot to me as an alumnus and as a daddy who has a, a kid, you know, playing some. They got everything in place to have a good year, and you know what I do. It's always hard to win all the games, but they got a chance to have a good season. Well, we got a chance this year. We got us a, a coach that was at Locust Sport last year, Coleman Mason, and he has come up and really made an improvement. He's got a couple of uh, people that's played football in the past that's coming out now. He will be the only coach we've had in the past all eight, nine years that's been in the classroom and on the coaching field. You know, we've, we've had some retired coaches come. We've had some parent coaches, you know, that now uh, we we hoping that works for us. And we're hoping for at least the 500 season this year, and we may get it with him. I, you know Coleman Mason. He was well, there last let year. Let me tell you something about Coleman. Yeah. Coleman is fantastic. And uh, I will be honest with you, he would have been a – high on the list to replace our current coach if and when he decided to leave. Right. He was, we only had him for one year. But I'm going to tell you something. He's intense. The kids love him. It broke my son's heart when he left because he loved Kobe. And uh, i tell you what they're going to get. They're going to get a guy that, that will be passionate, that will work very hard. And uh, I, I'm going to be shocked if y'all don't see a big difference in uh, Holly Palm Bronco football this year. Well, the most the well, we diff- already seen it with the attitude of the parents. You know, they're they're high on him. And Coleman came up with uh, my son coaches baseball, and they had a softball play between the baseball players and the parents and teachers uh, this summer for a fundraiser. And when uh, Coach Mason got the job, uh, he came up and uh, played in the game with them and got to talk to some of the boys and all. And uh, it done them a lot of good. And uh, by the way, he his baby was eight days old. His wife came, brought, they, he has three girls, and the little baby was eight days old. And uh, they brought her up. And uh, he's already fitting in with the group here real well. Of course, he's from Susan Moore. He's, he's, pretty, pretty, he's almost one of our neighbors. Uh, you know, if he's from Susan Moore, he is. But uh, we're, we're high on him, let's put it that way. And we're going to give him all the support we can. You were talking about Charlie's team this year. Greg, I've been I've been around coaching and been broadcasting. this. I'm going into my 40th year. And I've never seen a good team that didn't have a good set of parents. Well, yeah. And we're blessed with good people, and that, my daughter was blessed with that too. I, you know, you could tell the difference because they've always been involved in it. Mm-hmm. And that makes a difference. You have to be involved with your kids, and I, I've seen that out of this particular parent. I want to tell you one other thing about old Coleman. You realize he and I are kin. Hey, is that why he calls you Uncle Greg? He didn't know it, and I didn't know it either. <laughs> Until his, his grandfather, uh, 
his grandfather came to my office after I got elected. And I lost my dad uh, when I was 12 years old. He got killed in a car wreck. And I lost my mother two days before I graduated from high school. So a lot of that kind of knowing your kinfolks and all was lost for me because not the Armstrong side, but the Mason side. And a lot of Masons are from Columbia County. And uh, so his granddaddy came in there one day. And he said, I want you to know I'm glad you're here because you're kin to me. And I didn't know him from Adam's house care. <laughs> And, of course, he's since passed away, but he showed me all the uh, family heritage. So when I found out that it was his granddad, I said, well, big boy, you're my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> and so long cousin, but, but, but we are kin, and, and that, was a, that was, we kidded each other. He called me Uncle Greg. Yeah, that was one thing he told us to make sure to mention to you tonight was uh, being called Uncle Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I count that as a privilege because I love Coleman and I love his family. They're just great. He's great. He he wanted to be a – let me tell you something. I've never seen anybody that wanted to be a head coach any worse than he did. And I think uh, he didn't plan on that happening, but it kind of happened that way. And I think he applied for the job, not knowing if he'd got it or not. Just thought it would be a good experience for him. And it kind of whittled its way out. And I think he might have got the best one you could have got. Well, the most difficult thing he's run into so far was getting in late. Uh, he's not had a chance to walk, really walk the hallways other than he went and he was able to meet with the assistant principal. Uh, they were able to, you know, inform him of some kids and he was able to speak to them. But as far as the day-to-day seeing the kids in the hallway, you know, it's going to be uh, here in a well, couple weeks. Well, the he's going to recruit those halls. And you know what I do? I've watched y'all play basketball. And a lot of times those basketball boys don't play football. If they could get every kid that ought to be playing baseball and basketball and football at Holly Pond, just like Locust Fork and everywhere else in this county, if you get all your kids, we're small school. Everybody's got to play everything. If you get all the kids that ought to be out playing, I think you're going to see a huge difference at Holly Pond. And I'm telling you, the kids will love him. Because he gets in, he 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 has a way of relating to them in a special way. Well, one thing he's really been doing is promoting them, you know, on social media since since he got. That's been you know, Nate. And with Nate coming in as principal, uh, that's been a big push already. Um, uh, They put they're sending that sell your program. Well, that's what they're doing. They're selling everything about the school and the programs themselves, mm-hmm. and uh, that's been really important uh, here in the past couple, you know, past month or so. Uh, it was well started with our previous principal, uh, Dr. Turner, and then it's really ramping up now because you're getting now you're getting coaches involved, you're getting teachers involved, and I think. Uh, I'm I'm really kind of interested to see where this is going, and this was one thing Ron and I was discussing uh, with what we're doing with the upgrades to the website. That's one thing we're looking to do is to have it set to pull in all of those social media posts that they put out promoting the students, the programs, the activities at school, uh, improvements going on, and that's what we're looking to do to get it 
you know into what we have out there for everyone uh yes you know we're here live on the live stream everything's put into a podcast friday night games you know on the small it's a smaller radio station that covers coleman county and part of blunt uh matter of fact you can actually once you cross into about cleveland you can pick it up a little bit uh it it's uh on 98.3 uh um, yeah, and uh but like i said it's um now i do need to i do need you to take care of a couple of guys coming up that week in september when we come come there uh, i will be in knoxville tennessee that week because the girls are playing volleyball uh, in knoxville uh gary mcgriff is going to come down with ron and since you're more technically advanced i may have to let you set up the equipment <laughs> for them so so if if i can well, i'll help ron any way i can <laughs> <clears throat> As a matter of fact, I'll make myself available for y'all to call me if they're not playing. <laughs> Greg, be careful because I don't do nothing but eat peanuts and shoot the breeze. <laughs> well, you do it good. <laughs> yeah. you, you were talking about doing the county tournament this year. You know, I, I met you over, yeah, it was at Susan Moore this year, the basketball tournament. And yeah. uh, I'd come over to see my nephew. He he teaches at the Career Center over in Cleveland, but he uh, got the junior high boys at uh, Susan Moore. He, he loves to coach basketball, and he was tickled to death, kid, and uh, he, he's loving it over there. Well, he's doing a tremendous job. They love him there, and I know that uh, they're proud to have him, and I think he's really been a benefit. He, he does a lot of work with the big guys, I think, on the inside. He played at corner, didn't he? Uh, he did, yeah. And, and uh, they really uh, like him. So he's doing a great job. He, uh, uh, so he played at corner and Mortimer Jordan, I think. Yep. He's played two different places. He went on to, uh, we called it Livingston when I was a kid, and that's called West Alabama. That's where he got his scholarship to. Well, he's doing a good job. I know they're glad to have him. Greg, he, he's tickled to death to be there. Now his wife uh, teaches at Corner, and she coaches volleyball and basketball. I think she coaches two sports. They're both busy. Well, I guarantee you, they're busy for coaching. You do it right, <laughs> you're, you're busy. <laughs> hey, Greg, tell us a little bit about some of the other schools in Blount County this year, and what you uh, what you've kind of heard and. Uh, seen coming back from you know last year as far as like Appalachian, Susan Moore, uh, yeah, we well, we, I, we hit I, Pennington I earlier. What, I, I think I, I'm gonna give you my Blunt County overview from, and I try to be as honest about this as I can. You know, everybody goes through seasons that you're a little better than you are at other times, and it goes in cycles a lot of times, especially in small schools. Cleveland has been on a tremendous. Uh, run, uh, but they've graduated a bunch of kids. But what they've done in that time is they've learned how to win, and they've used to win. So I look for them to maybe not be quite as uh, deep and as talented as they have in the past, but those kids know how to win. So they're going to be tough. They'll, they'll be tough. For, uh, you can get bet your bottom dollar. I think that Appalachian in 1A, 
will have a really good chance of getting in the playoffs. You know, they made the playoffs last year. Cleveland made the playoffs last year. I think both those teams will be buying for playoff spots. Uh, I think that uh, when you look at uh, uh, Susan Moore, they've had a down couple of years. They got him an old, uh, I guess you could say, traditional type coach. As Todd's son, uh, Wes Patterson, now is the new head football coach up there, and, and Wes will do a great job. They got a lot of young kids. And I'm telling you, they're young talent, which your, uh, you said it was your nephew. Correct. Uh, uh, he, 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 he had a real good bunch of that talent. They, Locust Fort played Susan Moore for the county championship in football and junior high, and they played them for the championship in basketball. And uh, Locust Fort lost to Susan Moore in football in overtime, and they beat Susan Moore in overtime in the basketball. That tells you the two teams may be coming up. It's going to be pretty tough. But uh, they've got a good chance. To, I think you'll see them have a chance to, to win half their games or more and maybe get in the playoffs. And then – I think Pennington, you know, they lost some talent. They lost some key kids that was really good for them, but they got a deep team. I think they'll be right back in the playoffs, and they'll be vying for hosting the playoff berth. And then you got Southeastern. You know, they've kind of been the new kids on the block, and they won the region last year. They beat Lokesport by two points right there at the end of the game. They beat Cleveland. But they lost some key people as well. They'll be – in the playoff mode, I guarantee you as well. So I think when you look at Blunt County, from the county part, last year, everybody that was in our county went to the playoffs. But um, Hayden, and I didn't touch on them, they're going to be an improved football team. You watch. Hayden and Susan were the only two teams in our county that didn't go to the playoffs last year. I think we got a chance this year every team in the county to go to the playoffs. And um, uh, Oneana, as long as they got Mr. Fluff in the backfield and Phil Phillips coaching them, they're going to be tough as, as, as usual. I think Lowe Sports going to have a chance to have one of their best years, so as I've already said. So I think the overall look in our county, you're going to have some pretty good teams. I don't know if, from a talent standpoint, if Cleveland will have as much talent as they've had in the past. I don't know if uh, – Pennington will have quite as much talent as they had in the past. They've had some transfers, so that may change a little bit. But I still think the best teams in the county uh, overall will be – it'll be a battle between local sports, southeastern, uh, and probably Pennington, no doubt. Uh, and our area is going to come down, I think, to local sports, southeastern, and Cleveland and Pleasant Valley in the area of the 2A area over here. So I think you got good things ahead for all the teams in Blunt County. I really do. Well, we need to give a, a Blunt County boy a shout-out. You may remember him when he played Cole Littleton. Played oh, I at, love uh, Cole. <laughs> yeah. Well, now, you know, he's he's uh, played at Sooner up in Kentucky, but now he's at West Michigan. And Eastern Michigan. The, uh, I, saw, I saw him at his grandmother's funeral uh, a week or two ago. And uh, he's the assistant recruiting director for him and i said what does an assistant recruiting director do cole and he said we do graphics for this uh ni uh name likeness and uh yeah nil mm-hmm. yeah nil uh 
a name or something of it in likeness. Image in likeness. Name, image, image in likeness. likeness. Right. He said, I make uh, graphic designs for them to help them out as we recruit them. And I said, oh, okay. Because, you know, he, he's telling me he's an assistant uh, recruiting director and all. And I didn't know what it is. But he will be uh, about the third uh, week of the season. West Michigan will be playing Jacksonville over in Jacksonville. So if you want to go, go. Well, you know, I love Cole and his, his uh, mom works at Sport. Oh, that's, oh, okay. Yeah. He's been one of our nurses at Sport, And Cole is, is, he and my daughter were the same age. So we, we, he hung out, he dated the little girl at Sport some. And, but uh, I love Cole. He's one of my favorite kids. And he is a very talented musician as well. He plays that guitar pretty good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I interviewed him one time, and he broke his uh, ankle or something when, when he was playing up at center. But uh, Rusty and them really has been behind that boy all the time, his mom and daddy. And, uh, but anyway, I'm going to tell you, he will be at uh, Jacksonville State. Now, uh, we had uh, Greg Sykes, you know, athletic director last year, and uh, they had the recruiting day. On I think it's sixth of October. I don't know when it's going to be this year, but uh, Rich Rodriguez, you know, he goes to Division One in football. They've been Division One in basketball and all for the last couple of years, but this year they'll be in Division One. And uh, Greg was telling us, oh, they made uh, four hundred thousand or something the first game last year, but said this year the first game they're going to make one point two million. He said. The revenue is a whole lot better in a Division One, and they don't know how well they'll do. But uh, last year they come out nine and two, you know, under Rich Rodriguez. Well, and uh, Jacksonville's always going to be good. Uh, they're always going to be good, and and you know, that's my where I went to college and enjoyed my time up there. And I'm a big Jacksonville State fan. I love to see them do well. But I'm telling you straight up, we got a lot of kids that's coming. And Blunt mm-hmm. County that's went on and done great things, and I'm certainly proud of Cole Littleton. Oh, yeah. I am, too. I, I thought the world, when you played ball and all, he, he's good. I didn't know his mama was a nurse down there. but uh, Yep, she's a school nurse at Lopesport, and we love her, too. <laughs> good. Well, she'll probably be telling you when he when he will be at Jacksonville. You know? Yeah, well, we'll try to get – I always try to check on old Cole when he gets a chance. I hear you. Go over and check him out, and, and he'll, he'll do some kind of image uh, for you. I don't even know what to do. I, I'm not technically inclined, Greg. Well, know. I've learned to do those things. I'll be honest with you. My, my daughter, I don't know if you know this, she graduated from North Alabama. Oh, okay. And she got a degree in uh, business and uh, marketing and uh-huh. graphic design. And so she did all the graphic design for the University of North Alabama athletic department. When she was up there, got a scholarship, and she done. So she got big in that. And so I said, we need to do some of that for local sports. So you'll see from time to time for local sports stuff. She's trained me a little bit, so I do a little bit of that. But it's just more fun than anything. Well, now, it's can, not easy to do. you got to play with it to get it right. Now, can she do, can she do that? You know where you take a picture and you change, and you can go back and redo it somehow. It almost looks like a drawing. 
Well, you you can. I have seen that, and you can do that with some of these uh, uh, different, uh, depending on what kind of a um, program you got. I use Canva a lot, but you can do a lot of that kind of stuff. But I know what you're talking about, yeah. The reason I say was, I I would love for someone to take, like, our picture, you know, the one where you go to the About page, and uh, it, it tells a little bit about each one of us. It's got a picture of us. Someone that could do change it to like an art drawing on those. I, I would love. For, I would love. If we found somebody that could do that for us for uh, our for our well, two I'm pictures. Well, I'm gonna tell you Whoever does anything a picture of me, I want them to get me the thin version. The thin version. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what I want to do is put my face on Arnold Schwarzenegger or Sylvester Stallone's body. You know? I thought I thought I thought was going to have something about there would be no gray hair and it would be flowing in the breeze and all that kind of stuff for all of us. That's where I thought this was going, but I. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I want y'all to know this. But I really appreciate your friendship. Appreciate all y'all do up there, and I appreciate you uh, taking care. You know, we got uh, the legend up there in Pennington. I appreciate y'all taking. Care of him. We all try to take care of him, and I, I'll, I'll say a little shout out to him. I know he's had a, a rough year and losing uh, both his parents now and his dad and all. But I tell you what, ain't a finer fellow in the in the whole world than that young man and J.B. Pennington in Blountsville area up there, the legend. That's what I call it. He he loves you know, his tigers. When set up his uh, email. It's the legend or something like that. What's it, what's his email? Yeah, it's K. Do with the legend. It's K K Bishop the K Bishop dot legend at gmail dot com. Well, <laughs> Kevin's a great guy, and I'm and I uh, thank a lot of Kevin. And uh, well, Greg, I tell you what, I know you're wanting to finish off the night and. Uh, uh, sit on the porch. You've probably got you a nice big glass well, of iced joking. tea. I've been and sitting here talking to some two of my buddies. They don't bother hey. me a bit. I I tell you what, it is tonight. It's cooler tonight than it has been a lot of the night. It was hot today, but right now, when I don't know about you boys, I don't know if you still have a guard or not. But but I I have a guard, and I uh, have a huge guard. But I just cut down. We got all our corn up. We got all our squash up. We got I've, the only thing I've got left in my garden is my wife told me she wanted some zinnias planted this year, two rows of them. I got about six hundred something row a yard a feet of uh, zinnia, and then I've got uh, tomatoes and I've got some peppers. That's all I got left. Everything else has been put up in the freezer, whatever. So sitting on this front porch, knowing that I don't have to hoe a garden or pick a garden. It's very relaxing, and I'm thinking about ball. That's great. <laughs> well, Greg, Greg, I got a garden like you want your picture, a thin one. <laughs> oh, <that's, laughs> I don't have much one now, but I had a big one. There you go. Uh, Which is well, crazy. Greg, you Greg, know what? When I was a kid, I can remember my grandmother. I don't know if I've ever shared this, y'all. My grandmother had 13 kids, and uh, she was the greatest influence on my life. Uh, she was. Her name was Hamlet Narcissus. And she had 13 kids, and she, well, you know, me losing my dad and all, she was such a big interest. She led me to the Lord. I mean, she was impactful. But I can remember working in that garden and thinking, why would anybody want a garden? 
if I can get out of this sucker and not have to hold this row here, I'd feel a whole lot better about my life. And now I've got a bigger garden than my grandmother. <laughs> yeah, but Greg, it relaxes you. You know, it's work. But oh, when you sit all day at the office. Uh, one thing before you go, and I know it's about, about time up. Uh, Randy interviewed, uh, was his name Keith Westmoreland? It was, Ke- it was Keith Morehouse. He was Morehouse. All right. Morehouse. Are you familiar yeah, with? Was, uh, uh, do you know who he is, Craig? It seems like I do. Give me a refresh. Okay. Okay. Are, He's are, the little boy when the, the movie We Are Marshall was made. Oh, yeah. He's the little nine-year-old boy. His daddy was a broadcaster. Yeah. And uh, Randy interviewed him last, uh, a week or a week or, or two weeks ago. Go back and listen. It. It's on the podcast. And uh, he, he said, when you said your uh, mother... Uh, uh, let's say your father died when you was young, and then your mother died. Well, my mother two days before I graduated. Yeah, two days before we graduated. Well, uh, he uh, his daddy got killed in the plane crash, and he said that when he was a senior in school, he met another girl that was in a different school, but uh, he recognized the name because it was they have a memorial on all of them, and the when he uh, met her, he asked her was she you know the doctor's uh, daughter, and she said, yes, if, uh, my daddy got killed on a plane crash with yours, and said, what's bad is my mother and daddy got killed on it. And uh, anyway, him and her got married later on, wow. and they got four kids. But anyway, he said, no matter how bad it is, and you think, well, I've had it terrible, somebody's always had it worse. And he said, I was ter- feeling bad because I lost one of my That's parents, exactly right. she lost both. Well, and I'm going to tell you this. I ain't going to get spiritual with you, okay. but I'm going to say this. There's a verse in the Bible that says that he is a, that God is a father to the fatherless. And I don't know if you've ever read that verse. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you something. All through my life, and I think about me being in the position that I've been able to be in, right. uh, that the, there's no doubt in my mind that I, I've always felt that the Lord had his hand and guided my path and made, and, and, and met every need that I've ever had. And I can certainly say he was a father to the father in, in, my, in my life, and I'm thankful for that. And uh, I say that because a lot of people say, Greg, why in the world do you do all that you do with the schools and, and locust fork and all that? And I want to tell you this. When I was a kid, and I lost my dad when I was 12. I was, in the, I was just going into the seventh grade. And the people at Lowe's Sports School in that community helped me so much. And then when two days before I graduated from high school, I don't know if you know this or not, I went to the principal and I told the principal, I said, I'm going to have to quit school. She was diagnosed with cancer. And they didn't give her long. And I didn't have anybody to help. So I, I thought I was going to have to. You know, I just didn't think I could go to school and uh, tend to her. And I won't never forget this. When I went in there, the principal said, no, you're not quitting. We're going to help you through this. If you got to be out of school and come back, come in late and go home early, whatever, we'll, we'll work with you because you need school and we need you. And you're going to play ball and you're going to be – I was the editor of the newspaper and really involved and stuff. And um, I, I'm going to tell you something. What they did for this old boy, 
The day I graduated from high school, I made a commitment to the Lord. If I ever got in a position to help that school and help Blunt County and help uh, kids, then I'd do it. And I'm, I'm not ever going to quit helping kids because if, there's a lot of Greg Armstrongs out there that need people, that needs help. And if I can ever help a kid, I'm going to help it. And I love local sports, but I tell you what, I love Blunt County. And I'm proud of our county and I'm proud of our schools. But that's the reason that I am so entangled in, in, into the schools, even though I'm the revenue commissioner now, but it's because they were so much for me. And I can't, I can't quit doing enough for them uh, when I think about it. Well, I, I, Greg, I'm, I'm glad you got spiritual with us because uh, I'm going to tell you this because I know you're fixing to leave. We're fixing to shut off. But uh, this Father's Day at church, they give us a book. It's 100 Most Influential Men in the Bible. If you get a chance, get it and read it. It is a great book. So they give it to all the fathers on Father's Day. And I have enjoyed that as much as anything. Well, I tell you what, the Lord puts people in your life, and I'm thankfully, and I'm thankfully put you two in my life. I appreciate you do, what you do. I enjoy your friendship, and uh, and y'all, we get to do a, something that we all love, don't we? And that's talking we about do. kids and promoting young people and promoting our schools. Y'all are Coleman County to the bone. I'm Blunt County to the bone, and ain't a thing in the world wrong with that. And we bleed green and white. That's exactly <laughs> all of us. <laughs> all of us. Uh, Greg, I appreciate it, buddy. I will see you later. And right, rest well, of you Andy, make sure so. you take care of my boy, Coleman. Take care of my boy, Coleman. I will. I'll try to see him when they play uh, uh, Jacksonville. Of course, I'll be pulling for Jacksonville, but I'll still try to see him then. Well, I'm talking about. Coleman Mason. Oh, Coleman <laughs> Mason. Care. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking of Cole Lewis. But you yeah. take care of old Coleman Mason because he's going to do you a good job. And I appreciate Randy and appreciate you, Ron. If you ever need me, you call me. All, All right. right. Sure Thanks is. a lot. Thank you. And that was uh, Greg Armstrong joining us tonight from his front porch. <laughs> Ron, it doesn't get much better than that when you sit on your front porch and do it. And uh, but uh, I tell you what, uh, I, I, I I'm glad we got talked to him, and he he is Blunt County through and through. He's a revenue commissioner there, but he's a local sport through and through too. So. But uh, and uh, like I said, we appreciate everyone being with us tonight. If you get a chance, so. Uh, join in list of podcast once we get it up and uh, uh i'm not sure about next week yet I've, between uh between the workload and everything going on um i'll have to uh, uh wait and see about a schedule next week uh but just kind of stay tuned i'll put up a pot a post on it and like i said we appreciate you being with us tonight and with that, we'll sign off, say good evening to everybody. Thanks to Ron and uh, Greg for being with us. And uh, we will uh, catch you again uh, hopefully next week, or if not, it'll be the week after. And y'all have a great weekend, everyone. Good night, everybody. See you later, folks.